Hello, everybody, and welcome to Three Point Perspective, the podcast about illustration, how to do it, how to make a living at it, and how to make an impact in the world with your art. I'm Jake Parker. I'm Lee White. And I'm Will Terry. And all three of us are professional illustrators and have worked with just about every major publisher in the publication business in the last 25 years. We've published somewhere around 100 books, and all of us have taught illustration at the university level. Each week, we're going to come at you guys with a different topic, and we are going to argue about it. We're going to agree with it, and you're going to learn something very, very fancy. Very good. All right, let's get right down to it. This is our last podcast episode of, of 20, 2019 of the year, and uh, I just want to throw out a thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast. We, man, we love, we love doing it. We love that you guys love it. Um, I've heard from so many people in person and through emails, and I'm, you guys have too, uh, about how much you guys enjoy this podcast. So we want to thank you for that, for listening, for downloading, and you are, uh, you're amazing. So thank you for that. We, we this, love loving how much love people Yeah, there's a whole us. lot of love going on <laughs> surrounding this podcast. Um, so today what, what we thought we'd do is, it's kind of look at the, not kind of, actually look at the year in review. I've been trying to eliminate kind of out of my vocabulary because <laughs> I want to mean what I actually say. Okay, so this this year, we want to look back at the year for, for the three of us and talk about some of the things that we've learned. And I figured I'd take the um, the intro of this podcast and have that be the format for our uh, for our episode. So, um, the the intro says this is a podcast about illustration, how to do it, how to make a living at it, and how to make an impact in the world with your art. So, um, what I was thinking is the first thing is I want to ask you guys what did you learn this year about how to do illustration? Something that you learned new. In, in your drawing or in your painting or in creating, doing a project? What did you learn new about this year that, um, that you're going to take with you into the next year? You're talking, you're talking technique-wise or just anything in your career, like how, how to be an illustrator? Did, uh, so, so specifically, how to do illustration. So it could be like, oh, I found this new pen and I really like how, how the line makes or I found this new material, I like how it works. Or it could be... Um, I have a, a, a better way to schedule out my time and get more illustration done. Uh, what what have you learned this year on how to do illustration better or what not to do with illustration? I can answer that one because I have a big one from just today that kind of mm -hmm. recaps that perfectly. If you don't pick the thing that you really want to do, you will be busy doing a bunch of things that you sort of want to do. And, but it'll keep you from the big thing. And that's what I realized at, at a certain point, if you're just doing all this stuff, busy work and saying yes to things that don't really drive you to your next level, you may not get to the next level and it may, and you still may feel like you're having a certain amount of success, but it's not the success and the place you want to end up. And for me, my big one was I want to end up a writer, author, illustrator. It's a big thing, but there's other things that come my way and sometimes they're cool. Sometimes I don't like them. It, it just depends. But if I don't just say no to all that stuff, I won't get to the place I want to be, which is creating my own content. Yeah, that's really, now let me, let me ask you a question, Lee. Yep. Do you think that, cause I know what you're talking about and I know what projects 
because we've been having this discussion, this ongoing discussion for a long time about yeah. how you um, have been uh, taking on projects that you don't feel are helping towards your ultimate goal, which is author illustrator. Mm-hmm. And so each time you say yes, you get good money, but it delays that dream for another month, two or three, whatever it is. Um, and it keeps happening. And I'm, the reason why I want to, I'm not pushing back. The reason why I want to clarify just a little bit is because a lot of our listeners are probably thinking I'll take the jobs you don't <laughs> want. Right. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, well, the, Neil Gaiman said it best. If I, I mean, I'd, I'd I'm going to paraphrase what he said. If you guys haven't heard his commencement speech at a, at, I don't know which school he was doing the commencement speech at a graduation, but it is phenomenal. It's on YouTube. If you, um, just Google it, you'll find it. But he said there, like, basically he uses like this, his ultimate goal is like this mountain in the distance and he should be moving towards that mountain. And in the beginning part of his career, you know, like he might be like, you know, I want to be a writer. And the, the two options are I can either deliver pizza or I can write copy. And so which one is close, which one is going towards the mountain more out of those decisions? Okay, so I'm going to write copy, but that's not where he wanted to be. You know, writing books was where he wanted to be. So, Mm -hmm. but the copywriter is the more, the closer path. And so he picks that path. And later on down the road, he gets an option to do a feature for a magazine. Well, he's writing copy now. Is the feature for the magazine moving him more towards the mountain? Mm -hmm. And he does that. And so eventually he's, you know, getting each thing is, is, is a, farther advancement than the previous. And so by the time he's at the end, the choices he's making are very different from, you know, delivering pizza or being a copywriter. And so you just got to pick wherever you are in your career, what's going to move you towards the mountain to use Neil Gaiman's analogy. And where I'm at now is I've already done all these books for other writers. And the only thing that'll move me towards the mountain for me now is author illustrator or nothing. Mm. Could you have clarity of, purpose and dream and passion without doing all the the crappy jobs and all the, the mundane assignments. Could I have happiness without doing all that stuff? No. Could you have the dream? Could you have clarity of vision without having gone through all that other stuff? No, no, I had to, because at that point it was moving me towards the mountain. I feel like, you know what I mean? I was taking new jobs. I was learning new Mm -hmm. things along the way, but at a certain point it's actually moving you away from, what the goal is. And that's sort of where I'm at now. And then I also realized through this year that I really like fine art. I mean, I like painting gallery type images and, and, and I enjoy it. I just enjoy the painting process. I don't always want to have a client that I'm creating for. And that's different earlier in my career. I just thought it would be so cool to be published and see your work in print. And now that I've had that enough, I'm I'm, just your goals change and, and, and what you want to do changes. I just like the process of painting. These are unapologetic leading questions, but one, <laughs> one last one before, and Jake's like trying to get in there, but would you, no, I mean, would you say that, uh, that in a beginning artists shouldn't worry about the, shouldn't worry about what you're worrying about right now, that they should be trying to get those mundane jobs? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, if, if it's, if they don't have experience, then, then anything is better than 
nothing. And if you don't have experience, that is the next step, really. I mean, as, as somebody's transitioning from school or transitioning from another job where they're saying, hey, I'm going to be an illustrator, and just getting some, just working with a client is such a huge deal. That's why some of the contests that we run, I always ad advise people to try to enter the contest because if you haven't illustrated for someone else, it is a completely different ball game, And you get good at it after a certain amount of time. You understand like, hey, here's how I can solve the client's needs and mine at the same time. But if you haven't done it before, what we often see is people doing really good images on their own then they start working for clients and the images look almost like a different artist because they have not figured out how to bring themselves into client work yet and so yeah mm -hmm. at the beginning stages getting that client work and that interaction and, and being able to illustrate whatever they're asking for and 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 then and then bring yourself to it it's a it's a very hard thing to do i think that's super cool and, and going back to the mountain idea uh uh, with the the trails, the the closer you get to the top, the the trails are closer together as well. So you're at the stage now um, where uh, uh, you know you're still you're still making similar decisions as you were maybe two years ago, but um, but you just realize like this trail is going to take me to that mountain, not this mountain that I'm currently currently. Right, on. right, right, for sure. I think though too like it's totally fine to shift mountains. Once you get a little bit higher and you, you have a better perspective, you could see, Oh, that's, that's the peak I want to be on over there. Um, right. Right. And maybe even you to keep this analogy going, maybe you're at the peak of one mountain. You're like, okay, yeah. I did this one. Now I got to go, you know, mountain climbers do that all the time. They do Everest and then they do this other mountain and whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, you conquer different things and then, and then move on. Cool. All right. Well, what about you? Um, I would say I, the probably, you know, there's several things that I could talk about. Probably the most important one is that I learned that, that life and art are totally intertwined and that, um, you know, um, a lot of people that listen to the podcast know that I lost my wife and towards the beginning of the year and that I've been remarried. And in that, in between time, there was about three months where I did not feel like creating any art at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I always had a priority on, on making, you know, setting up my life to where it was conducive to making art. And I just, it's just a lesson that I learned. Um, and I don't know how that applies to, to other people and what they're going through. But I remember when I lost my mom, I know you lost your mom this year too. Mm -hmm. Um, the same thing it it really took took a toll on my art so just i guess just understanding how important um having good relationships are um and create and the creative process is really for me at least is is really uh, mm -hmm. one and the same and w when they're not going well you know you so maybe that applies to someone who's um you know really having a hard time coming up with ideas or, or having the motivation to even make art, you know, I would, I would, I had a few failed attempts where I, I tried to draw and just, just false starts. Like I hated what I was drawing and just was like, bag it. I'm not doing anything. Was there a certain, was there a certain drawing that got you back in? Like maybe you're halfway through it and you're like, Oh yeah, this is who I am. This is fun for me. Or what, how did, what, how did it that? was, it was the Inktober project. Thanks Jake. 
<laughs> Jake saves the day yet again. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually want to kind of mirror what, what Will said. Like he said, I lost my mom this year. And for me, that was one thing. I've always given the advice like uh, to people, like don't beat yourself up if you're not feeling creative after you've had any sort of major life event, you know, um, or, or if you do feel creative, but you just can't get to, you can't find the time or get into a position to create, don't give your, don't beat yourself up because it takes any major life event, a, a birth of a, a, a baby, um, a death of a loved one, a, a, you know, a move to a new city where you don't know anybody, um, uh, you know, an illness that you've had to deal with, um, whether in you or, or in a loved one. Any of those things can really take a toll on on your create creativity and and my advice has always been don't don't beat yourself up because um, it 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 just takes time you just have to work through it and and i I usually say like I say it takes about a year to get that new equilibrium figured out, maybe six months depending on what the situation was and uh and here I am. You know, my mom died. She was like the first family member um, that I've ever had. The closest person to me to have ever died, basically. Um, and uh, and it was, I mean, she died of cancer and it happened, you know, we saw it coming, but then it, it sped up real fast at the end there, faster than any of us expected. And uh, And then we threw on top of that, we moved from Utah down to Arizona as well and those two things combined have just slammed me with uh uh, with feeling like creativity like i just not feeling creative and i've still had to like do jobs i've still had to um you know perform and 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 kind of keep up with what i've already signed on to do uh, working with you guys for svs doing the books that i've already signed on to taking on freelance work because, uh, uh, you know, there's opportunities I couldn't say no to. But in all of these, I felt like I was pretending to be an illustrator. <laughs> like none of, none of my creative juices were actually flowing. And I had so you, to... So you were just going through the motions is what you're saying in a way. Kind of going through the motions. And, and you know, I, I, I felt like I, d- I delivered what people wanted me to, but it was never anything I was... Um, I, I never felt like it came from a place that only I could create as a creator where I feel like past things have been that way where, you know, whatever alchemy is going on in my brain, uh, you know, I could like put things together and be like, okay, that is something new and fresh that I haven't seen before. And, and, and I'm proud of that. Everything I feel like I've done was, was like, I'll just take this. I'll take that. I'll mash them together. <laughs> and I've got, <laughs> you know, I've got an idea, whatever. So, um, and so I realized firsthand, like these things, and I've moved before and I have kids before, but having these, both these things hit me at the same time in the year uh, made me really realize, okay, yeah, it's just going to take time. And it hasn't been until, um, well, my Inktober project really helped. It, that was a lot of fun to do. And that that sort of got me into drawing again. And then since then, I've just been doing like some fun drawing that I, I hadn't done 
uh, this, this year, really. And I, I have a sketchbook, too, that I started in December last year that isn't finished. It still has 20 pages left in it. And usually I'm doing four, filling four of those sketchbooks in a year. You know, if you go back, you can see, man, finished one, finished one, you know, every three months, finishing the, on top of doing all of my, my other work. I've been doing. And so that just look at a sketchbook made me realize like there's just nothing in here that feels, um, feels good and feels like what I wanted to do. Um, That said, and it was even at one point too, where I was like, maybe I don't want to be an artist anymore. Maybe I'm just going to write, (laughs) (laughs) going to write stories. Well, that's funny that you say that because I, 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 I'm just going to use analogies this whole podcast, Mm -hmm. but I went and saw a writer speak, uh, and she was a novelist, uh, adult novelist, and, and fantastic. And somebody asked her, she'd done a number of books, and somebody asked her how she writes so much. And like, they were sort of, the way they were asking the question was romanticizing what it means to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And she's, and the writer came back with such a powerful answer. She's just like, don't think that I like writing. Sometimes I love writing. She said, I treat writing, write, excuse me, writing like I would a spouse. Sometimes I fight with my writing and sometimes I don't talk to my writing for weeks on end. Sometimes I'm in love with my writing and it was a really great, I mean, she almost, she just kind of framed it like a relationship mm-hmm. and I, I've never heard that before. You know, like there's always the almost cliche artist thing where we're just always supposed to love our work and we're always just artistic and, and what you guys are saying, um, at least if I'm hearing it this way is that there's, there's just this ebb and flow and you just got to kind of hang on. And, and realize it's going to change, but you can't give up during that time either. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, yeah. So th- that's my main sort of illustration takeaway from this year is uh, spend, take the time to, to work through whatever you got to work. Don't beat yourself up for it. And it will come back. The spark will come back mm-hmm. uh, at some point. Some, somehow, I mean, if you loved it before and if there was a spark before, that spark will come back. So let me add one more that, thing to that too. If you're, if you, if you have lost the spark and you're looking to get it back, change, maybe this happened to some of you guys during October. Cause I've, I've saw a lot of posts that, that kind of reiterated this, but change up your medium a little bit. I mean, earlier today mm-hmm. I sent Jake and Will a text saying, when's the last time you guys painted an oil? Oh my gosh. I just started, I've, I've been resisting it because it, I just, I don't, I'm not a patient person and I don't like the dry times of mm-hmm. oil, but I went ahead and just, I knew it was coming. I kind of felt it for like the past like six weeks or whatever. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to dive in. And I painted in oil all morning and I could not have been happier. It was just luscious and delicious. And, mm-hmm. and it just, the marks were exactly what I wanted them to be instead of I was trying to do the same thing in acrylic and just really fighting it. And, um, I don't know. You just change your medium. All of a sudden the whole experience can change. The marks change, everything about it changes. And then maybe you bring that back to your normal medium or, you know, get you going again. That's cool. All right. So the second, so the first part of our podcast is uh, illustration, how to do it. So we talked about how we, how, what we learned about how to doing it, how to do it this year. Second part is how to make a living at it. So I want to hear one thing you learned this year about making a living doing illustration, something that maybe uh, was a, a, a real uh, eye-opener for you or something that sold really well or did really well or something that didn't do well and you know not to do that anymore. What do you think, Lee? 
Hmm, I'm gonna pass to Will while I ponder my <laughs> ponder my question. I've got some theories, but I yeah, need to me out. too. You know what? I think I'll pass back to Lee while I I'm think about. Why don't I take it? I'll take it, and then you, you, you two can be thinking about. You guys okay. know where this is going. After this, we're going to talk about what has made an impact in the world this year. <laughs> so be thinking of that too. Okay. Um, so this year, uh, I did a, a project called Art Drop Club, and I partnered with uh, Aaron painter. He's our producer here at SVS Learn. And the idea was to, um, to take all this art that initially, initially the idea was to take all this art that, uh, that I had laying around and turn it into something that we could sell. So stickers and prints and, you know, other kinds of merchandise, although we stuck pretty much with uh, postcards, prints and stickers, something flat we could mail. But then the idea branched out, like, why don't we, um, why don't we do all these other artists that, that we know and love on Instagram and they've got art laying around that they're not using for anything. Let's contact them and let's every month have a different artist or a different theme and get, and just put art out into the world and we call them art drops. So you would subscribe to it and you get a drop in the mail, uh, which is basically this, this package full of art and it was about $20 a month. Um, and that was like shipping included and we figured out all the pricing and everything. It was like such a cool, fun project to do, but it was flawed. And we realized this about six months into it. What was the flaw? It was a flawed business model. And that was people, uh, the idea was have people subscribe, um, they're going to they're gonna sign up for one artist, see the next artist, and just stay subscribed because they like getting this stuff. But what we realized is that we had so many people unsubscribing every month because they didn't particularly, weren't interested in the next artist. And it was kind of a hassle to figure out who was unsubscribing. And every month was like a launch. You had to launch again and like announce everything and try to get get back all these subscribers or find new subscribers to subscribe to it. And it was just, um, it wasn't growing like we expected it to grow. We also got a lot of feedback too that people didn't need any more stickers or they didn't have any room for prints on their walls. Or it was just too much, I think just too much stuff that wasn't, um, uh, it, w- it wasn't, I guess, reusable. You kind of got the thing that you wanted from the artist that you wanted and you left Art Drop Club. And so, uh, we decided it was a really good experiment and a good thing to learn about. And, and, and we decided that we weren't going to continue it into 2020 and just, um, and just turn it off. Um, and that was something I learned and, and we didn't, I don't think we, we would have figured that out had we not done it. Um, mm-hmm. a couple of things that I learned with it too is, um, uh, I guess not learned, but what was cool about doing it was how much money it did generate and how much of that money went back to artists. And so basically me and Aaron started a thing that made, I don't know, 70 or $80,000. And half of that money went to either artists or printmakers or um, people like we tried to work with artists who did, who made stickers, who made prints, things like that. Half that money went back to them. And then half that money, uh, Aaron and I got to, got to split. There was some startup costs too, things there. So all in all, it was kind of a good thing, but 
uh, at the end of the day, it wasn't, um, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, if you know what I'm <laughs> hey will did you get did you get an invite to this art drop club no i didn't even know about it thanks a lot Whatever. Jake. No, wait we kidding. weren't even a part of this thing <laughs> here's here's the deal our, our initial we decided for the first year we would only work with instagram artists who had over a hundred thousand followers so mm. remind me again how many followers <laughs> <you> elitist <laughs> elitist okay next next subject <laughs> <laughs> no, the reason for that was was purely because we were hoping to um, leverage their audience as well. So, right. you got a person with a hundred thousand followers announcing that they're working with Art Drop Club. That's you know a percentage of their followers now know about it, and like it was growing. And it was honestly, I think this thing could evolve to be something really cool uh, in the next you know, probably need two or three years of us doing it. But um, when Aaron and I sat down and evaluated this next year, 2020, what we want to accomplish, what we want to do, what he wants, you know, he's getting, he's trying to get into the animation industry. I've already got Inktober that takes a ton of my time. I've got SVS that, that should take a ton of my time. And I've got, <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my own illustration career and, and, um, and all these things, it just seemed like it was one more thing to um, that that was dividing attention between other more worthy projects, probably. So, house one thing I learned this year was not everybody wants to subscribe to a, uh, a service that sends you prints and stickers from different artists every month. Cool idea, though. Yeah, and you learn more from the things that don't work. I don't want to call it a failure because it wasn't a failure, but basically it was, it sounds like it was taking a little more time than you wanted to give it based on the other things you wanted to accomplish. Well, it took, I mean, Aaron got it down to science and it took some of his time, but he, he said he, he felt like he was getting a return on his time investment. For me, I didn't put as much time into it, but I was leveraging, um, my audience attention. And that was, that was what I was, I brought in the startup costs. I brought in the connections to other artists and also attention from my own following. And what we were finding was it, it, the message of our drop club club was just getting lost in the mix of everything else. So hmm. I had to promote, uh, you know, I'm promoting the podcast. I'm promoting, my personal like prints that I'm selling in my shop or t-shirts. I'm promoting Inktober. I'm promoting, um, you know, a handful of other, other things. And then I'm throwing in our truck club in, in the mix there too. And it's just getting lost. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got my three, my three things. Three things. Wow. Three. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. That's how quick I roll. All right. The first step of this year, <laughs> was the, 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 the header bar for this, these three things is basically streamline. Um, I feel like before when I was in Portland and, and living there and I was remodeling and then we had had a child that we're trying to figure out and he was younger then and, and uh, so how to be a good parent and then, uh, and then trying to do illustration on the side. I just, I just had a lot of things going at the same time and none of them took precedent and there every time a new thing happened with any one of those things 
it would throw my whole life into a little bit of a spin and I would deal with just that. But then the other stuff, the other balls in the air would fall. Right. So streamlining all, everything. Um, the first thing was streamlining our finances. So it, it lowering our cost of living was a huge deal. I mean, I've talked about that a little bit on this podcast before, but lowering our cost of living enabled us to enabled me to now start asking the questions that I mentioned earlier. What do I actually want to do instead of, Oh my gosh, I need to pay something. So I'll take anything that a client throws my way. So figuring out finances to slow down everything. That was step one. Um, and step two was figure out the processes of the things I'm actually already doing. An example for that is like, I, I, we have a pretty robust uh, website and Etsy site for print sales. So somebody puts in an order and, and I'd never have that one printed already. So then I all of a sudden have to go print this thing, cut it, bag it, put a postcard in it, figure out how that we're going to do the shipping every single time. It doesn't sound like much to do one, but when, when these get peppered in your, into your week and, and then it's sloppy. So I'd be working on a book and I wouldn't get to it. And then all of a sudden that person who ordered the prints now sending me emails and yelling at me. <laughs> um, and I just hated it. And so that was just an example of, all of it, like how I work with clients, everything. So I tried to I tried to figure out, okay, when I get a book, here's how I work. And here's how the illustration process goes. When I get a print order, here's what's going to happen. And I, I have a whole print wall now. Everything's already printed. Everything's already bagged. And if somebody orders a print, it just goes in an envelope and goes out that day. And it's, it's instantaneous. And it has made such a difference because I love the passive income that prints have. Um, but I never liked that just weird little moment where I had to do all this kind of busy work almost just to get the print out. Mm -hmm. So figure, and I did that in almost everything that I do. Okay. Here's a, anything that I wanted to be doing. I figured out here's the best process to do that and made it kind of formal. And then the last step for me is I just don't like, I realized I don't like working by myself. I like working in a studio with people. And that was the last thing I got in. I just moved in in the uh, last part of November to a studio with nine other professional book illustrators, which is fantastic. And I'm having a great time with them. And, um, and that's the last little missing component to, I feel like what is a, a solid business model for me. That's cool. Wow. Very concise too. That was a lot. Impressed. You delivered it well. Boom. Um, I'm, I'm going to not even try to compete. I'm not even going to give you anything. <laughs> that's oh, just kidding. <laughs> I, I highly I doubt that. I don't like that you organized it so well. All right. Mine, mine is, um, it's not really something that I learned this year, but it was reinforced this year for sure. And that is um, how important developing multiple streams of income are. And, um, you know, in the first part of my career, I identified myself as a freelance illustrator. And when the work was flowing, it was flowing so hard and furious that I was turning down work constantly and kept a calendar on 90 I would say in 1999 or 98 of every time I turned down a job, I wrote that job in the amount of money that I turned down on that calendar. <laughs> oh my it, gosh. It ended up being about $72,000 <laughs> that I had turned down and I had taken wow. almost twice that much. Um, and uh, those were some of my best illustration years. And then things changed in the industry and without going into a lengthy description of why, you know, you have, you have the internet that came out, which changed a lot of things. You have globalization, um, stock illustration, just all kinds of different factors hitting all at the same time. And um, things changed 
And anyway, I had developed uh, other forms of uh, income. And now I'm, I'm kind of addicted to that, you know, and, and, um, and when a freelance job comes in, you know, I've just started working on these little board books for a, a publishing company, these little children, you know, the ones that they chew on that their parents are like, Hey, it's time to, <laughs> time to read. And the kid grabs it and like, yeah. and the corners are already rounded. They're like, they, they made sure I knew that they're like, now don't put anything in the corner. <laughs> they're already rounded, ready for teeth marks. You should put um, a really important thing in all the corners in your illustrations just to have it chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I get my income coming in from, from shows from obviously from freelance, from SVS. Um, I have a little, little money coming in from galleries in our online print shop. Uh, I'm looking at doing a couple of um, Kickstarters this year. And also looking to start doing some licensing on some of the characters that I've created. And it, and I've learned, you know, I've, what's funny is when I had one, I was like, that's the only thing freelance. And then when I developed the second one, which was teaching, I was like, okay, so it's freelance and teaching. That's going to be great. That's all I need. And then when it was freelance teaching and shows, I was like, okay, that's the only three that I need. And now I've realized, come to realize there's never enough. And but how do how do you how do you balance that? Sorry to cut you off. Um, how do you balance yeah. that though? At some point, when there's all these irons in the fire, I think I'm trying to follow in Jake's shoes, really. <laughs> so he's like, no one if you're watching on Jake. YouTube, I wanted to wake <laughs> him up over there. But basically, one thing that he does is he he hires other people, and that's what I'm trying to do. And so. Um, I, th I think the idea is, is basically that, that circus act of getting the plate spinning mm -hmm. on the, on the, the dowel and, you know, you, you have to go back over to the dowel and, and, and re-spin them up every now and then. But I think the idea is you cannot run them all at the same time you need, and maybe that's not the best example, but cause there's one person running all the plates, but you need other people helping you and you got to pay them. Yeah, one thing I've I've I actually learned this from Cal Newport in um in one of his books. It's the Well see me and Jake were talking about that one thing. You know, we read that book um last year, or whatever. And so this kind of goes counter to that. Um what do we think about that? Any thoughts? He's wrong. <laughs> well, I was, in, in that in the deep work, he was like, you need to cut out anything out of your day that doesn't help you do deep work out of your work day. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, look at all the things you're doing day in and day out. And if there is anything that a, a reasonably smart college student could handle with, you know, 30 minutes of training or an hour of training, hire them out at, at a, at a fair wage and pass that off to them. Cause it's going to clear you up clear up all that energy and time to go do something that only you can do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing I've been trying really hard to really hard to do is, is pass off some of these tasks that, you know, that anybody could do or, or somebody who just has a little bit of training could do so that I can go make a comic or go make a print, you know, that that's something only I can do. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, number three, did you have anything else you want to add to that? Will or, you no, good? I'm good. Okay. Number three, 
what did you do this year or what did you learn about doing this year that had an impact, made an impact in the world with your art? And, and by impact in the world, I mean, um, you can make, you can make something for everyone. Um, or you can make everything for someone. You can, you could be the everything for someone. So it doesn't mean that you've impacted a hundred thousand people or a billion people. It could be that you impacted one person. Uh, but was there anything this year that you did with your illustration or with your work that made an impact? Will? Yeah. So I, um, am working on that. Does that count if I'm working yeah, on it? Yeah, that counts. <laughs> okay. So I haven't done it yet. I can't fully announce it yet, but I will tease it a little bit that I am writing a self-help book. It is finished as of today because Ooh. I compiled the, all the final missing components. Did our quotes mm-hmm. make it in there? <laughs> did we make the cut or yeah. did we get cut? You, you guys might still get cut. We don't know yet. I, um, <laughs> I delivered my paragraphs, Lee. Right before the podcast. <laughs> today, oh I, my gosh. Because I knew I couldn't face Will. Yeah. And say, oh, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. <laughs> the last one. But, uh, but no, it's a, it's, a, it's a book that I'm going to kickstart um, hopefully around February. Um, and if everything goes right, February, March. I'm really looking forward to this. This has been a dream for the, like the last 10 years. And um, finally doing it finally getting it going and i'm really hoping that it's like what you said jake it's it's for the second person you described it's not for the whole world it's for that specific person Mm -hmm. um it's for me 30 you know 25 30 years ago it's for me Uh, there was a book by stephen heller called the art of illustration i believe is what it was called and stephen heller was the um the senior art director for the new york times i don't know if he's still there he was, <laughs> he's probably not still, he's probably retired. <laughs> but um, he wrote, he wrote a, um, a book, um, like kind of like a manual of how to be a freelance illustrator. And that book was dog-eared by the time I got done with it. I mean, I devoured that book. And that's what I wanted to create for um, up and coming illustrators. And so that's what um, I'm going to be launching. And it's so exciting. That's cool. That's I'm, I'm excited for it too, because I know... Uh, I think not since I met you, but at least for the last five years, I have heard you talk about this, this book and it's so cool for it to, to finally becoming a reality. We actually might be having dueling Kickstarters in February. So we'll, mine's going to launch in the beginning of February. When's yours going to launch? Uh, (laughs) I'll wait until March. I'll wait until next paycheck. (laughs) All right, Lee, what about you? Um, That's a good question. I think, I think doing my YouTube channel kind of fits the bill for me. That was more fun than I ever thought it would be. And you know, I've only got like seven videos there, six or seven videos there, but I love the interaction that I'm having with people. It's different because before I launched um, some of those videos, I just didn't think that some of the content would be useful. I mean, it's, it's stuff that us three probably do every day, you know, things that everybody does every day. Like I, here's how I do this one thing. And it's become so used to doing that, that you kind of think, well, everybody's going to know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And so putting out something like how to do great illustrations every time, or how do you come up with 
a lot of ideas instead of just having one. I know a lot of beginning students have that problem. I just have one idea. How do I get, so I did, I did a video called how to do 50 thumbnails. And it was just so fun to, to put that out in the world. And you know, it's short, it's 20 minutes or something, but then to get all these people saying, oh my gosh, I'd never have been able to come up with ideas. And now I can come up with all these ideas and I've started to utilize this. And, uh, and you know, each one of the videos is just kind of a personal thing that, that I'd say, hey, here's something that I, that I do and maybe you guys will do it and maybe you can figure out another way to do it that's better, but here you go. And I try to make them kind of concise and, and to fit a very specific thing for each video. And it's just been, it, the, the interaction I've had with people all over the world has been really rewarding. That's so cool. I, how long have we been telling Lee to make a YouTube channel? Well, <laughs> forever. Yeah, and he's, and he's really good at it. And then, you know, and I, it is really rewarding when you can help other people. I mean, like that's, I, I really feel as an artist that you grow so much more when you're doing that. So yeah, yeah, awesome. I agree. I agree. Uh, for me, uh, you guys know what it is, what I'm going to talk about. Inktober, of course. Uh, Will mentioned it himself, how Inktober helped him kind of break out of this creative rut. It helped me break out of my creative rut. Um, this year, though, with Inktober, I tried really hard to emphasize positivity on uh, my social media. In fact, I have a post where it has on a black background with bold white letters that says, be nice. And the whole thing was to tell people like, just be positive. If you have, um, be supportive. Even if you don't like the art, be encouraging. Um, if, if it's something that you don't like and you have a negative word to say about it, don't share it. Don't post it online. Um, just share positivity. And, uh, and what I noticed this year was there was a lot more of that. And anytime it was funny to read, to kind of see this, the community uh, police itself a little bit. Anytime I saw somebody being negative, there would be people commenting on that, basically telling them to, to shut up. And right. <laughs> using, <laughs> using negative comments to, to <laughs> using negative comments to help them be positive. Right. right. <laughs> no, but basically told people like, Hey, you know, we're trying to keep it, we're trying to keep it positive here. And so that was, that was the, um, I think that was me try, just trying to have a positive impact this year with the, the, the tools that, that have been given me um, and, and the resources that have been given me um, and, and to try to use them for, for good. So, Can I add one more here? Yeah. One thing we've been chatting about for a long time, Jake, Will, and I have had uh, the school that we run, SVS, it sponsors this website, and, and we've made so many videos there. And over the year, we've been trying to really figure out how to be better, able to help more people, aspiring illustrators, and, and, and help people who go to the site understand it. And that's been pretty rewarding. We came up with a whole curriculum and a track, a kind of a different take on um, going through an art education online and we hope it's going to streamline it because what we realize is there's just a lot of noise out there and people don't know what to do. I mean, when you're self-directed and you're working, trying to find stuff online, sometimes you just don't know where to start or what to do. And we've tried to address that. And I think that that's going to be, it's just getting ready to launch what we have been working on. And uh, I think that's going to be rewarding for us and it's going to be rewarding for a lot of our students as well. Absolutely. Cool. Right on. Well, that is 
2019, everybody. <laughs> I, I, was a, I mean, all things said and done, you guys happy with the year? Uh, whether, whether I know it was a bummer for, for Will and I for, as, uh, for some things, but I feel like uh, what we've walked away with, we're better people because of, because of everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us. Three Point Perspective is made possible by svslearn.com, as, as we mentioned before. That's where becoming a great illustrator starts. Um, your hosts have been Lee White, and you can find his, um, his work at, at his website. It's leewhiteillustration.com. Uh, Will Terry is our other host, and you can find his work at willterry.com. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Will Terry Art, and you can follow Lee White on Instagram at Lee White Illo. I'm Jake Parker. My website's mrjakeparker.com, and you can find me on Instagram at Jake Parker. Uh, podcast is edited by Alex Sugg. Alex, AlexSugg.com is his website, and that's Sugg with two Gs. And a podcast is produced by Tanner Garlic. Uh, Tanner Garlic, his artwork, he's a fine illustrator as well. His artwork can be found at tannergarlicart.com. And our production uh, manager is Aaron, Ter- Aaron Terry. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's Will's son. Aaron Painter. And you can find Aaron's work at uh, painterdraws.com as well. Uh, go check out their stuff. Everybody does great, great work. Great work there. So if you like this episode, please share it around. Subscribe to it on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to it on any podcastings. Um, software that you like to use or podcasting app uh, leave a review if you can we'd love reading those we'd love to hear what you think about what we're doing how we can improve how we can get better or what we're doing good so we can keep doing it and if you're wanting to join in on this discussion tell us what you learned this year about making illustration making a living at it or making an impact in the world with your art we'd love to hear that over at the svslearn.com forums we're free to join it's such a lovely community of, of, I guess, like-minded individuals, very positive, very safe. Um, so come there, share with us uh, what, what you've learned. There's a, a thread just for this uh, particular episode. And uh, I believe that's it. All right, everybody. Thank you. And we will see you next year. Bye.